When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Baseball and whatever with your host, Justin McAwee. Because I was on campus and I had to appear like I was one of the cool kids, I would put the Star Wars book inside one of my textbooks so it looked like I was just studying for class. <laughs> All right, look, there's only one return, okay? And it ain't of the king, it's of the Jedi. Vincent Francis Jankowitz of Ford. I'm a glorified fact checker. Last I checked, the most runs in the game wins. Actually, I am a fact checker. And Greg Probst. If you look at most Bond fans movie rankings, they have Casino Royale and Majesties in their top two. For me, these actually rank in the bottom part of my list. I mean, I love them, but they don't compare to Diamond Club Forever. No, stop getting Bond wrong! Oh, episode 65, we are ready to go. Uh, no technical difficulties here. Uh, I am joined Never. by Vinny. Vinny, how are you doing? Justin, I'm doing fabulous. How are you? Good. I, I'm liking the Eugene Emeralds hat you have on there. Very nice. Thank you. Very <laughs> Thank nice. You. Uh, Greg is on assignment. He's taking a little bit of time off, but we got the next best thing. Vinny's dad and number one <laughs> super fan of the podcast, Pretzel Vince, is joining us. Pretzel Vince, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, it is an honor to be sitting in this chair right now. I just hope I can, you know, fill the shoes. 
Well, I'm sure. Hey, everybody! Can... An old man's talking. <laughs> oh, I have a feeling we're going to hear that button a lot. Uh... I was going to say, if anyone's going to let you know, it's going to be Vinny. He will let you know. I'm sure. <laughs> I know he will. Yeah. I know he will. But uh, yeah, so we're here. We got plenty to talk about. Uh, we got some rumblings of Tony the Russo's upset with Johnny Cueto. We have the Cubs. Uh, Feel the Dreams game is going on right now. We have some interesting quotes from Tom Ricketts that broke today. Uh, I'm Vinny, and I can talk about that. Uh, we have Rokon Smith and the Bears uh, removing him off the pup list so they can find him we'll break that down a little bit of show me the money uh situation there from jerry mcguire and lastly uh this is Vinny's uh pet project or baby i guess you could say right Vinny? i guess i got two uh, kids already i don't need another you don't one. need a third one <laughs> no. uh uh so yeah so we are doing whatever but instead of uh calling it whatever this week we are going to debut a new segment called music mayhem Vinny went on spotify and randomly pulled five Artists, musicians, groups, bands, and when I say random, holy shit, they are random because mm-hmm. uh, two-thirds of them, I've never listened to a single song from them. So uh, it was pretty interesting. I listened to my stuff. I know Vince and Vinny both got their list together, so we will break that down. The goal is to try and find new music to listen to um, this week. I'm probably going to pass on listening to some of these groups in the in the future. I don't know. I, ha- I have not embraced uh, some of these. But if you're wondering that the five artists, musicians we're going to talk about are Tyler, the Creator, Dr. Dre, Radiohead, Tony Bennett, and Lee Morgan. So we will get to that with our whatever segment. If you are listening for the first time and want to contact the show, that is our favorite thing, talking to you, the listener or watcher, creeper, whatever you want to call it, if you're on YouTube or your audio podcast choice uh, app. Uh, you can find us in a variety of ways. You can find us on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash baseball and whatever. You can find us on Twitter at baseball and what. Vinny is manning that throughout the day. He is a uh, Twitter legend at this point, Vinny. I don't know how you find time. You're 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 um a masterpiece the you, work you do i don't know if you can call me a twitter legend i don't know yeah don't sure so. why not we're almost up to 800 followers so you're doing something right um you can also find us you can email us at baseball and whatever at gmail.com like i said we're on all your podcast apps whether it's apple spotify google anchor spreaker iHeartRadio, overcast um amazon music rolling in that jeff bezos money uh and lastly the most important one which we haven't had a lot of text lately uh but we enjoy yeah. them you can text or leave a voicemail at 1-913-808-3278 that number again is 1-913-808-FART <laughs> dynamite drop in all right well uh if you are a longtime listener you know that the first segment we do is we try to recap or recount any famous or infamous athletes in chicago that wore the number of the episode we are on we are on episode 65 i have one this is probably a gimme uh and that is andrew shaw of the chicago blackhawks good number 65 yes yes uh whether it's scoring goals off his shin pads in the playoffs. Um, I'm still bummed that that goal that he headbutted in didn't count. I wish the NHL would change <laughs> that rule. I mean, as long as it's not a, a punching motion or kicking motion, but I suppose uh, it was a head headbutting motion. Um, so that is the only 65 I have. Um, but I also am not like Greg. I do not know the numbers of players very well. So I see Pretzel Vince has a list. I don't know. Where do we want to start, Vinny? <laughs> Oh boy. Um I don't know where does Pretzel Vince want to start? He's the guest. All right, take it away. Wherever you guys want to. I'm the guest, start... whatever you guys want. Wherever you want to start. Oh, we we can start with the Cubs. How about that? There's three players. Okay. Oh boy. I don't I can't think of any. I don't know. I I don't recognize I mean, 
now that I'm reading them, I recognize them, but <laughs> two of them. Pretzel Vince, you got any? Not not the Cubs. No. What do you got? For, no, no nothing. What do you got for the Cubs, Vinny? This year, Connor Menez. No. Okay. Jake Jewell. Nope. 2021. Uh, no. You don't remember bullpen guy? And then Casey Sadler in 2020. Both that name sounds Casey familiar. Sadler sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Sadler and Jewell were both the ones that I recognized. Um Okay. But yeah, Connor Menez, I have no idea who that is. Mm-mm. But that's it for the Cubs, so no historical Cubs have worn 65. Oh, Greg um, is saying Cody Hoyer has 65. Is that correct? He's Well, he's not he's, playing. He's not playing, but is and he, he didn't 65? wear it last year. Okay. And I'm assuming that's what he said when he wrote Cod Hoyer. I'm assuming that's his way of saying Cody Hoyer. But, yes, I uh, think I, so. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, uh, what else? What else? Kelly Wunsch. Oh God! Oh, they, these are White Sox players. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, let's jump to White Sox. What do we got for White Sox? Uh, Pretzel Vince got anybody? Not on the Sox. No. All right. So yes, Cody <laughs> Hoyer did wear sixty-five. Davis Martin, Nate Jones. I remember Nate Jones. God, twenty twelve to twenty nineteen. I think there's a break in between there from when he pitched. I wish Greg was on here to to let us know. Um. Johnny Nunez, two thousand nine. Okay, Austin that sounds Montero, David mm. Sanders. No, Kelly Wunsch. I remember. God, I remember that Kelly. I remember him. I want to say, and maybe I know Greg's in the chat. Maybe he can confirm. I want to say he was their closer, maybe for a little while, or at least a reliever. I know he was a reliever. So, and and Mike Eden in no. nineteen seventy eight. No, I doesn't sound familiar. Doesn't none of these sound familiar at no. all? No, not no. even to me. <laughs> oh wow, not even the seventy-eight one. Uh, I don't think if uh, Kelly Wunsch was their closer, he was an awful closer because he only has one save with the White Sox. So. Okay, he was not. He must have just yes. been a middle relief guy then. <laughs> I remember he had a goatee though. I remember his goatee. Yes, he did. Yeah, I remember uh, his goatee. How many yep. appearances did he have? Oh, he he played for a couple of years with them. Okay. Um, okay. I, I don't have his stats up anymore. Um, that's that's yes, fine. <laughs> uh, that is the the White Sox. Uh, All right. Moving on to the Chicago Bears. Now, Pretzel Vince, I think this is right <laughs> Oh, man, he's getting, the, he's getting the paperwork ready. <laughs> yeah. He's good to go. All right. Who do you have? Well, Cody Whitehair. Okay. Good job. Okay. Then we get. Then I kind of drop back to you know, kind of my era. Tom Bettis played linebacker. Herman Clark, very. And did you know he was uh, a Hawaiian guy? He grew oh. up in Hawaii. Played okay, at Oregon no. or Oregon State. And yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Back then in the fifties, they drafted a guy. But anyway, uh, Terry, or sorry, Tori Epps. Okay. 93 to 95, okay. Uh, Stan Fanning, 60 to 64. You're jumping all around here. <laughs> you should have went in, like, chronological order. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I'm sorry. You know Vinny, me. You're, you're lucky we got a list out of them now. Come on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> hey, you know me. I bounce all over the place. You know that. Yeah. John Hatley, 1953. He played one year. Okay. Noah Jackson. Number 65. I think they called, I think his nickname was Buddha. Randy Jackson, 67 to 74. 
Not the Randy Jackson from American Idol, right? Uh, no, 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 it's, no, it's, no. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> no, but yeah, but but that Randy Jackson's probably more famous than Randy Jackson from '67 to '74. I think you might be right on that one. Um, Patrick Manley. Oh, the long snapper. The yeah. long snapper from uh, 1998 to 2013. Man, he... any of you guys drink his beer? No, no. Is it any good? I don't know. It's an IPA, <laughs> so. I, oh, I, I've heard no. of it. Long Snapper IPA. So okay, okay. well that definitely. Justin, won't I know. Touch I'm my sure that's right on your list of. Oh yeah, right? it's it's it's. I'll get right on that one. Hey, speaking of drinks, um, I learned how to make daiquiris over the weekend. Oh, I'll be well. Then I'm good to go next time I'm out in Freeport. Yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> your, that's my bread and butter right there. Okay, okay, yeah, uh, Uncle Joel. Likes, really? Uh, Oh yeah, he he likes his daiquiris. He did not strike me as a as a daiquiri guy. Well, good yeah, for him. He, All right, he is, and he even liked the umbrella I put in his drink. Well, you got to have it's it. I'd prefer to call it a parasol, but I suppose okay. we, we can go with an umbrella. Yeah, okay. <laughs> parasol, huh? Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Patrick, uh, if I can read this, Omame, O M A M E H. Okay, that sounds good too. Uh, Evan Pilgrim. From uh, 96, 97, long career there. Terry Price, Eugene Rowell, Ro, okay, and Tony Woods. That's that's all I got. Did that? That was actually everybody. That was everybody that wore 65. Did you go on football reference and write down everybody that had 65? You and betcha. Pawn it off as your brain working. Well, hey, I'm. I, at least I knew where to go to get the information. That, that's, that is that battle. is shocking. Yes, that is shocking <laughs> in itself. So, yeah. yes, good job on copying the list. <laughs> hey, no problem. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there are no black or no more Blackhawks, and there are no Bulls players. So. No, you don't. Uh, you don't see that number very often in hockey, uh, unless it's like at a training camp, and they just got to give people numbers. You know. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would love to know. I'm assuming Shaw just got assigned that and never changed it once he kind of stuck mm. with the team. That's probably my yeah. guess. I'm, so, I'm surprised yeah. that he was the only one with the number 65. Yeah, I, I, I know. Um, Today, they were actually talking about they're scrambling to find a color commentator, and I know his name popped up a couple times, which eh, he did okay in some of the pregame stuff. Uh, Patrick Sharp, supposedly, is the front runner to come in and do the games yeah. with, uh, I believe it's Chris Vosters, who, not bad. He's not Pat Foley, but, uh, you know, people got to right. let, him, let him grow into the role, I guess, a little bit. Um, all right. Well, uh, no, no, no text, no, no voicemails this week, no YouTube comments, uh, Pretzel Vince, I'm getting a text actually right now asking who is the new guy, and that's from uh, my dad. He wants to know who the new guy is on the show. So, um, hey, no, Scott. <laughs> see, you have fans already, and it's your first time yeah. on – second time on the show, I guess, technically, yeah. but first time yeah. uh, filling in. So, uh, And if anybody wants to know, picture, autographed pictures will be available upon request. We'll, we'll get your dad on Cameo, Vinny. Hey everybody, an old man's talking. Uh, but we do have we do have one hot take. So Vinny, you want to jump to the hot take segment here? Sure. All right. Greg's hot takes. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Hell yeah. All right. Want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. All right. Uh. 
I don't know if Greg has any hot takes. He'll have to write in if he's if while he's taking a little bit of time off. But we do have one hot take from Vinny. Vinny, what is your? I saw this. I am adamantly against this. But go ahead. You're against it. Okay. My wife was making peanut butter toast this week. Oh, it's delicious. Was, well, it's delicious. <laughs> yes, but she decided to take the bread and like dab me with it, which I was all ready for work and I was upset with it. And she kind of was shocked that I was upset with it, but I hate the smell of peanut butter. Just really peanut, not like cooked, like a cookie or anything like that. Just peanut butter. It's just not a appetizing smell. Yeah. It tastes good, but I don't like the smell of it. Oh, no, no. I I love it. I think it smells good. You're you're talking to a guy though for okay. But how many how many candles do you ever see that smell like peanut butter? You walk in a house and God, what is that smell on that yeah. candle? It's well, peanut butter. How many candles do you see that smell like steak? But you had to cook steak. You're not going to turn your nose it you know up oh, again. I mean, maybe they should. I mean, but that's <laughs> I digress. Maybe they should make candles that smell like steak. But, yeah, I I don't like the smell of peanut butter. I hate the smell of peanut butter. I also hate the smell of ketchup. That is awful, too. I don't think I've ever really Really? smelled. And, I I mean, we're talking to a guy who eats a lot of ketchup. I've been trying to dial it back for to to be healthier. But uh, I don't – what does ketchup smell like? I don't really get a smell out of ketchup. Sugar tomatoes. That's all, I was going to say all, vinegary tomatoes. All vinegar, yeah. I was going to say that's all ketchup is is sugar. Sugar. Tomatoes. I know. I tried. I've been trying to buy the natural stuff that's more like tomato, tomato and like vinegar and um, not all like the fructose syrup and all that crap. But uh, and you're like, this is this is t- tasting terrible. It's not as good. Why you can eating this? you can tell when there's not as much sodium in it because it's like, oh, this is really bland. It doesn't really have that that extra kick to it. But uh, it tastes like I'm eating a tomato. I, yeah, which I don't want to eat. I, right? Oh, no. Oh no. Tomatoes are good to eat. Well, they're good God, for the like. How did I raise you, Vince? How did I raise you? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, bef- okay. bef- before we move on, <laughs> I- I'm curious, Vinny, are you a crunchy peanut butter or a smooth peanut butter guy? Ooh. Either. I'll, either. I'll that's kind of where I, I stand. We too. have smooth peanut butter in our house because I think that's what it's easier to spread. The kids like and everything like that. But I go back and forth. When I'm when I'm feeling wild and exotic, I'll I'll bust <laughs> out the crunchy and uh, you know have a good time. So now, yeah. Justin, do you ever take smooth peanut butter and then take actual like honey roasted peanuts and dabble them in your peanut butter? Oh, that sounds good. But no, I have it not does done sound that. Good. I have not okay. done that. Well, I yeah. do that every once in a while. No, but I mean I'm. Peanuts. My uh, my former colleagues and, and current colleagues at my new job will find out very quickly. I think I've eaten a peanut butter sandwich in like a granola bar or a bag of chips every time I've been at work for the last like 12 mm. years. Really? Minus like the occasional luncheon when we order food. But it's yeah, like I, I don't mm. mind deli meat, but I'm very particular <laughs> in having it sit. Well, I guess I'd put it in the fridge, but I'd rather go to Subway or, or Jersey Mike's. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like Ross, that happening. Uh, yeah. you know, don't want that <laughs> moist maker. Yes, the, yes. Mo- the moist maker. Um, yeah, other... I like crunchy peanut butter. I I do too. I I, yeah. I definitely have a fondness for that as well. Um, but yeah, I'll take I'll take whatever I can get. Um, yeah. Mom yeah. doesn't like crunchy. I found out the hard way. She doesn't like crunchy. Like she likes smooth peanut butter. Uh oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> what did I found out the hard way, or that she likes smooth peanut butter? <laughs> Both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, I guess any other hot takes, Vinny? You got anything else for us? 
That that was that it. was it. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. I, no 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 crazy takes for me this week. Um, no, no, or antiquated takes, old takes like golf is hard. That was my hot take last yeah. week. Uh, <laughs> no no um, no, I have nothing at this point. No, all I'll, right. I'm sure something will bug me next week though. Just give me time. Oh, I'm give me sure. time. Um, all right. Before we get to on with the rest of the show, we'd like to thank our partner in the clutch for joining up with us here on baseball and whatever in the clutch is an awesome sports apparel company that is known for their licensed MLB Negro league and MLS apparel, along with great shirts to rep your favorite retro hockey, baseball, and football teams. Even better. If you head to in the clutch.com right now and check out, use promo code baseball and what all one word to get 10% off your order. So once again, check out in the clutch.com at checkout, use promo code baseball and what, and you will get 10% off your order you will not be disappointed all right Vinny, let's get to the baseball baseball welcome back to major league baseball sort of taking a look at chicago's two favorite teams and other happenings around the mlb all right see i'm getting smarter i'm remembering to write down the timestamps as we go live so i don't need to scrub through the entire video Uh, when i'm putting in the uh, timestamps there you go it only took a year and a half to remember to do this but uh but anyway (laughs) all right let's let's start with the white Sox. they are still technically the better team better is a strong word i would say at this point but uh i don't know where do we gotta where do we want to start i guess we should pretty much start off with uh tim anderson is out for four to six weeks yeah that's not good not good at all no um yeah, he, what he just had finger surgery today, and it's now six weeks. So that's, that's the last report I saw. The later, the surgery later version. today, it must have been successful. But it's uh, six weeks he's going to be out, which they need him in the lineup because nobody else can hit right now. No, and even he was he was struggling prior to yeah. him, and and it, it was such a weird. I know the story broke that people were seeing him fly commercial away from the team and. People were wondering what was going on with that. And then, you know, there was a bunch of stuff about some of the the off the field stuff he's dealing with, I guess. Um, yep. Just just right. not a good vibe uh, to be a White Sox fan right now. I kind of feel bad, which I know the White Sox fans don't want a Cubs fans pity, but uh, I feel bad. You know, it's yeah. this was your window. And, and if Greg were here, he'd be talking about how the window is slowly shutting. This year is a waste. I mean, if you're a White Sox fan at. They're, yeah, you know, and the crazy thing is they're still only three games out of first, but yeah. I don't, I don't see them winning to make the division. If anything, the, the guardians and the more, more importantly, the twins are going to fall apart if if they're going to yeah. make it. But you know, well, I mean, no, they're starting to fall apart too. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not in first anymore. It's the guardians that it's the guardians that have taken right over. Now. Yeah. And, and so I, you know, I, I, I thought it was funny. I was watching a lot of CHGO and, in, in our buddy Herb and, he even said he's like, I wish they would just put me out of my misery. Either either make a run or keep losing so I know we're done. Because this going back and forth where they win a few games and they get close, but or they get just over five hundred and then they lose a couple games and then they fall apart again. It's like it's killing them, you know. And I don't know. I, I can't me, imagine. Let me throw this question out: If the Sox do win their division, are they really going to go anywhere? God no, no, I don't think so. You know, to, to me, even I if, mean anything's possible. But. Right, and it's, the, and it's the old adage: you just get into the playoffs, and anything can happen. Which, yeah, if they were if they had injuries and they're putting the team back together now and they're starting to win, I'd say yeah. But just looking at this as a casual fan, I, boy, if they win it, I just don't see. They can't seem to beat the teams that they're going to be playing in the playoffs. 
No, mm-hmm. you you nailed it. You nailed you know, it. So I, I just look at it, you know, like the the one gentleman you mentioned from Chicago saying, you know, hey, just put me out of my misery. I, I agree with them. You know, at this point, just shoot the horse, you know, and <laughs> let it die. You know, yeah. it's like this is. Yeah, it, you're just toying with the fans. It, you know, it's and- yeah, it, it 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 it's it I don't I don't want to say like compare it to the Cubs, but yeah, it's this this sense of like this build up. Uh, like for me it reminds me of like the 2017 season like oh man, we're going to come back. Maybe not repeat yeah. as Cubs fans, but we're going to come back and you know, you have this huge core and and even then like they got to the playoffs and they just kind of like the Sox last year against the Astros, they got in and and before you knew it, it was over, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, uh, Greg writes in the chat. He says they can't beat the teams that won't be in the playoffs either. So that could be a problem too. You you need to be, yeah. you need to beat the bad teams to get to get to the good right. teams. But right. um, I don't know. I you know and and then and then you factor in Vinny. I don't know if you saw this quote uh, that broke from Tony La Russa this morning about Johnny Cueto. Yes, I did see that. So yes, I will he... I will read this. Uh, yesterday, Johnny Cueto, I believe it was yesterday, was he on, was it Twitter or Instagram? Do you know by chance? I don't remember which one it was. Johnny um, Cueto? Or was it just in a, in a press bri- uh, that was briefing? was an interview. Okay, I think it was an interview. He said, um, let's see, where is it at here? Uh, no, hold on, I just lost it. But um, pretty much just that he's he's, he's kind of worried about where this team is going, doesn't see a lot of fire. Um, here we go. It says he questions their fire. We need to be more aggressive. We need to show more swagger. We can't get comfortable. We need to go out and play and play hard and show what we can do. We need to fight. We need to show the fire that we have, if we have any, which I think is kind of the damning part of the quote. Um, granted, I know this was done through a translator, so maybe something could have been lost in translation too. Sure. But sure. Uh, this led to Tony LaRussa, who at this point, anytime he opens his mouth, was he awake? He was awake or somebody was working him like a ventriloquist puppet. I don't yeah. know where their hand was, but, uh, <laughs> but his, his quote was, uh, let me get this here. It says, I think it's a curious statement. LaRussa said Thursday morning before the Sox closed out an eight game road trip with a five, three loss that dropped them to 500 for the 21st time this season. It's better to be discussed within the family. If there's a problem, we'll straighten it out. I heard that he said that. And I was surprised. He said that his opinion is welcome and it also carries weight. The guy is experienced. I'll ask him about it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's another one of those unwritten. Well, is it an unwritten rule about keeping things in the clubhouse? I don't know. I mean, do you guys have a take on this that that kind of jumps out at you? You should keep stuff in the, you know, if you're going to start ridiculing your team, you really need to keep that inside. Mm -hmm. You know, there's ways to say things, you know, like, you know, hey, we're struggling right now or whatever. But to come out and say, I don't see any fire. um, He's not the, you know, and the interesting thing is, this isn't the first guy to say that. Right. There right. have been other rumblings about we just don't have that that fight, that fire mm-hmm. in our in our belly, you know, as they always talk about in sports. So, you know, first, yeah, it should stay in the locker room. You can say certain things or you can say stuff off the record, you know, to the reporters. But, you know, for the most part, yeah, keep it in the locker room. That's what a locker room's for. Just my opinion. Yep. I agree with that. Um, yeah. But I, I just don't see – I mean, I feel like this is like every month a player is coming out and saying, oh, you know, we just don't have the fire. We got to come out, you know, right. you know, wanting it more and stuff like that for the Sox. Every month it's somebody new saying that. It's the same old story. It's the same 
baseball playing. It it's pathetic. I don't know what needs to change. Obviously, Tony's not going anywhere unless he, you know, happens to drive himself off a cliff or something like that, which which could happen. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know, you know, what needs to happen. New hitting coach. I know people have been talking about that that they should get a new hitting coach. I don't know if that's going to change anything um, because how you know as Cub fans we heard that with the core right Justin that oh the new hitting coach that that was always a person on the chopping oh my block God, yeah. the hitting coach would go <sighs> they bring a new one in and nothing would change with their style I, these guys are grown men I think they already know how they want to hit the ball uh, I don't know if they're going to take a lot of advice from a hitting coach maybe here and there but you would like to think that they would know what they're doing at this point. Um, yeah. Especially a lot of these guys are supposed to be good hitters too. So, yeah. I mean, with, with the Cubs and, and I know we could, we can, uh, we could talk about this more later, but like, I mean, they brought in, was it, you know, Rudy Jaramillo and he was this end all be all hitting coach from Texas. And then we had Chili Davis who no one liked. And then he left and got another hitting coach job. And then they brought in, I don't know who their coach is now, but I know the, the White well, Sox fans in, who, who, who do they, I, I that's it. Yes, that's it. But yeah, he's but gone. He's gone already. And I know the White Sox fans, I think Frank Manichino is their hitting coach now. And yes. he's been there for three years and mm-hmm. their offense isn't getting any better. If anything, from last time I looked at the stat lines, it's getting worse in terms of their yes. ability um, just to hit extra base hits and things like that. So I was listening to the to the, the score on the radio on the drive to work t- uh, it was today or yesterday, and they said, you know, the, the hitting coach is like the, um, you know, if you want to get into sci-fi like your Star Wars or Star Trek, it's like your deflector shield, right? When everyone's attacking, they're the deflector shield. When the, when the offense isn't going good, they're going to get the first hits. And then, you know, at some point, the deflector shield goes down. In this case, they jettison the hitting coach because they let him take the fall. But then if nothing changes, then you're looking at the manager. You're looking at the GM. Like, there's a a pecking order. And I know from listening to the radio and reading online, like the athletic and stuff, people are starting to turn on Rick Hahn as GM, too. Just Mm -hmm. in terms of not doing anything at the trade deadline, not... And we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, really, this is Tony's team, right? Like, I feel like Jerry Reinsdorf has given him carte blanche, and Rick Rick Hahn is just along for the ride at this point. And and I, I'm assuming he's getting his orders from Tony. Could be wrong. Maybe 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 it's not. Maybe Kenny Williams is still having something to do. I don't know, but um, it's not good. It's not good all yeah. around. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, looking yeah, well, at things that are being written about the White Sox, it seems like Rick Hahn is like you were just talking about the hitting coach. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that takes the the bullets, right? Yeah. It seems like that's all he. If it's Kenny Williams or if it's Tony or whoever, it's just like he. Yeah, he's the front man. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for the guy because it doesn't seem like he can do what he wants to do. He's being told what to do. Right. And, and, and he he's, built he's this. a bobblehead. You know, exactly. he's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. I have he, another, sir. He built this great team. I mean, with the help of other people, I'm sure. But like you finally get to the point where like, all right, we're all in. Let's go. And then you're saddled with this manager who, I mean, we could go back and forth whether or not he even belongs in the league anymore. Um or or whether or not he's doing the right things. I mean, even I know he he had talked about, you know, he doesn't speak for the team and it's like, well, how well do you have your finger on the pulse of the team? You know, I my my curiosity is peaked when, yes, this is the stuff that comes out. What's being said in the locker room? Like, you know, is this yeah. stuff coming up? Is this a point where Johnny Cueto is like, "You know what? I've talked about my experiences in the clubhouse." Maybe he's reached a few people, but the younger guys don't really give a shit. And this is okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go to the, I'm going to say something in the media because maybe this will get your attention for better or for worse. Not saying that was the right move, you know, but, right. but maybe, maybe there's something there. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's weird. I, I really feel for the White Sox fans because I, even I, I, I mean, I think in our, our prediction show, we all picked the White Sox to win the division handedly. Yeah. I mean, like that was a, a done deal. So, yep. do the do the White Sox have any clubhouse leadership? I I know Jose Abreu, Abreu is said to be a, a pretty positive leader in the sense that he also leads by example a lot. From what I've heard, he's not necessarily the rah rah kind of guy. Which, and, and maybe that's what they need. Yeah. They need a guy like yeah. and the guy that pops into my mind is Ozzy Guillen, mm-hmm. a guy like that that would call you on the carpet in the locker room. Yeah, and uh, you know wouldn't back down. You know, that, yeah. and and. 64 years following sports and everything. Uh, it seems like guys that lead by example, they're okay, but they need the guys that are, lack of a better term, rah-rah, or the yeah. guys that are going to get in somebody's face and mm-hmm. say, hey, you better shape up or or else. Uh, you know, it's like uh, you hear about player coaches. All oh, the players mm-hmm. just love the coach. Yeah, those, those teams usually don't do very well. Right. So, you know, so looking at the way, again, looking at as a casual fan, um, you know, I just look at it and say, do they have any leadership in that locker room? And I don't mean by example, I mean, a guy that's going to stand up and say, you know what? I screwed up. I'm, I'm taking ownership and you better take ownership. And I'm going to hold you accountable too. Exactly. I, exactly. I mean, not, not granted it's different sports, but I think of like in hockey for the longest time, the captain of your hockey team wasn't always the best player, but he was the guy that had been around, had a lot of experience, mm-hmm. and was willing to tell people what they needed to do. Whereas now, you know, starting in like the last 15 years, the captain is usually the best guy on the team who is more leading by example, which, you know, I don't know if that necessarily works. But I, I almost feel like you like you said, Vince, you need that guy that's going to be the, the rah-rah, hold people accountable. And then you can also have the guy that's going to lead by example that people can look to. But right. if, if you're, you, I think you need both. You can't have, you could probably have the one that's going to hold people accountable by himself, but just to have the guy that leads by example by himself only, you're going to have some problems down the road, I would think. You know, something came to mind, this is a different sport, but the Green Bay Packers under Vince Lombardi, when, when Vince Lombardi took the Packers over back in the late 50s, they were a horrendous team. So they ended up drafting Paul Horning, Heisman Trophy winner from Notre Dame, Great, great football player. And one year, Lombardi just ripped Horning. Everything he did was wrong. Everything, you know, he couldn't do anything right. So Horning went to Lombardi and he said, hey, coach, he says, 
can't I do anything right? And Lombardi says, look, I'm using you as an example Mm -hmm. because you're the star. And if I'm ripping into the star, what's that going to do to the guy that isn't the star? He's going to work even harder. If the coach is ripping into him, what's he going to do to me if I screw up? Yeah. You know, maybe Tony doesn't do that. Maybe Tony is, you know, like you said earlier, Vince, hey, and I agree with you. These are men. They're professionals. professionals. They're getting paid. But, but maybe professionals, but every so often, even a professional needs to get kicked in the pants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it reminds me of too, going back to like what you just said, Vince, about, about uh, the Packers and stuff. It reminds me of the eight, the 1980 Olympic hockey team, Mike, Mike Mm. Ruzioni captain, her Brooks would lay into him for everything. And finally he's like, you know what? I I don't know what you want from me there. I can't physically do anything else. And he goes, you're the captain. I'm using you as an example. He goes, you know what? Just so we're on the same page. If I call you Mike, I'm not really coming down <laughs> on you, but just so that you know, I'm making an example for the right. team. He goes, if I call you Rizzioni, you you messed up. You know yeah. what I mean? And and so I get that, but you you need to have someone that you can kind of point to and be like, hey, I I you need to step up like this guy, or and, and usually it's the leader of the team too. You mm-hmm. know, so I don't know, White Sox fans, I feel for you. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, I don't know. You guys got any other White Sox topics you want to discuss? Good. Think that's it? No. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Greg, if you're still watching, I'm praying for you and your team. All right. Uh, let's jump to another. I wouldn't even call them a disaster at this point. They're just kind of there. Uh, let's jump to the Cubs. Um, Vinny, you want to, you want to talk a little bit about Framil Reyes, uh, since he just yeah. got picked up? Yep. They just, uh, picked up Framil Reyes from, uh, Cleveland off, uh, he was, uh, designated for assignment this, uh, past week yes and was uh, it over the weekend Is saturday, that sound right? yep. saturday okay yep in four years at cleveland uh he slashed 245 308 456 with a ops of 765 his big thing is he's a home run hitter uh 20 last year he hit 30 home runs uh 2020 was kind of a down year for him uh he what he hit nine home runs, but that was a shortened se- season. Sure. Um, in 2019, he hit 37 home runs. So, uh, and then 2018 was his rookie year. He had 16 home runs. So the guy can hit the ball. That's something that this lineup doesn't. No, have they do not. Really. Yeah. It's, you know, Patrick Wisdom is probably the only person. Um, the only thing it'd be nice if he was a left-handed bat. He's he's a righty. Um, so doesn't really help him in the left-handed power area that they need, but. Yeah, uh, big bopper kind of guy. Uh, strikes out a ton. Doesn't hit for average. Uh, we've seen that before, but you know, <laughs> you kind of need that when you have a lineup full of you know guys that aren't uh, hitting home runs. You do need at least a couple in there to supplement the roster and maybe hit in a couple guys that do get on base. So. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. He's hitting well right now for the Cubs in uh, two games he's played. He's slashing 375 uh, on base of 375, slugging 375 for an OPS of 750. So, Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. I mean, especially to get him up on a waiver claim. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's a nice uh, tryout for the rest of the season to see if it's somebody worth keeping around next season. So, yep. Um, a couple other just – housekeeping frank schwindel has been sent down frank the tank era as a chicago cub i'm guessing that's probably it 
I, that's my yeah. guess. I, I mean, I guess maybe when they expand the rosters in September, but really at this point, you want to be playing no all the young guys. Him. There's no reason. You know yeah. what he is. Uh, you know, I appreciate that he got he had some fun up here. You know, a career minor leaguer, good for him. Uh, but you know, see, bad he couldn't keep that going because that would have been a nice piece. It would have. It would have. Yeah. I been agree. Nice. Good story. Could have could have been nice. Uh, before we get to the big one with Tom Ricketts in in Jed Hoyer's interview today with ESPN, uh, no more Jason Hayward. Uh, I I'm not gonna lie. Lord, I was, it's a miracle. I was <laughs> I was kind of shocked. Yep. Um, couple things here. This is from ESPN from Jesse Rogers. Um, you know he'll be forever known for his speech, the speech I should say during the World Series. Uh, he's 32 at this point. Uh, Jed Hoyer was quoted as saying, we want to give him the full offseason to be able to go out and find an opportunity. We'll go our separate directions at the end of the year. Uh, he's been on the, the injured list since June with a knee problem. Uh, at this point, I'm starting to wonder, is it, you know, hey, we're, we're putting you on the injured list. If anyone asks, you have a knee problem, um, you know, or, or is there, maybe there's something to it. I don't know. But, you know, I, I can appreciate what he's done for the team um, as much as I want to blast him for his offense and what he wasn't uh what we thought he would be his defense in right field is stellar he's he had a heck of an arm throwing people out in you know depending on how blown up the speed that the the world series speech is uh they won a world series so i mean i can't i can't be too upset i know someone um i was reading online was complaining about just his signing and, and what a disaster it was and Someone's like, yeah, but he was a part of the World Series team. We got a World Series. So if he contributed it to any any which way, whether it was making a great catch and, and winning a game or something like that, it got us a World Series. But I, to, yep. to, to the Cubs' credit, I am shocked. I really thought they would have been too cheap to eat this contract. I don't know what you guys thought. I, I agree with you. That's all I kept asking Vince whenever we talk about Jason Hayward. It's like, well, how, how much do the Cubs owe this guy? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it, it is it boils down to economics. Do I yeah. get rid of this guy and I'm going to pay him X amount of millions of dollars? Or do I keep him on the team and get something out of him mm-hmm. until, you know? So, yeah, I, I, in fact, I had to read that headline three times to make sure <laughs> that I, I was reading it right, that they were actually going to part ways. I was like, holy cow, I can't believe it. So maybe he does have a bad knee. You know, he and, could. And, he could. and they just decided, you know what, this guy's not performing. He's got that. Just go rehab yourself, get ready for next year. And, you know, good mm-hmm. luck finding a team. I don't, I was just surprised. Really? Yeah. It, 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 uh, Hoyer went on to say, he said, we felt like it was the right thing to do given where we are as an organization. He doesn't like it, but he understands where we are. I think it's been a bit frustrating the last year and a half. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, during his seven years, he slashed a 245 batting average, a 323 on base percentage, and a 377 slugging. So, for the amount of money he was making, uh, you know, going back to that economics piece, you're not really getting value there. Right. You're it, it it even even when they signed him, I mean, he was a pretty big free agent. You know, he was yes, but, he was. But I I feel like. He, he took less money to come with the Cubs. He did, he did, and I feel like when he came up with the Braves, I mean, he was a pretty big deal, and then he went to he the Cardinals. Yeah, and he was good with the Cardinals too. He, yeah. he was, and then I don't, I don't know what just it didn't click. It, it something was lost in uh, translation or something. But, um, you know, good, good for him to to be to give him the opportunity to go out and find something else. I honestly don't know if he will, but uh, you know, see what happens. There's. 
there's worse players in the league right now than him. So I'm sure he could find something on a, on a cheap contract and, and maybe jump on with somebody. We'll see. Especially for leadership, anyway, you know. Yeah, there's always a coach out there that takes these. It can say, you know, oh, I can work. I with can this fix guy. him. Yeah, yep. fix him. I right. can fix him. Uh, Vinny, you and I texted about this earlier. Uh, Tom Ricketts uh, decided to come out, and I guess it was more of a press conference or, or you know, quotes because they were at the Field of Dreams games. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious, Vinny, where you stand. So one of his quotes. Um, first of all, let's see here trying to find it uh a lot a lot of hoyer quotes but um here we go team owner tom ricketts expressed similar sentiments in a statement to espn i'll be the first to acknowledge this is not the type of baseball cubs fans deserve our decision last year to move away from cubs players who brought us a world series title was tough but we we have a plan to return to the championship contention by building the next great cubs team around a young core of players augmented by free agent signings and we are making progress uh, Vinny, what say you on this one here? Okay, this ties in with the Jason Hayward uh, stuff. They're going to, they're going to try this offseason. I'm, I'm fairly confident in it. Everything's leading up to them doing that. Uh, you know, getting rid of Hayward was the first step. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I wasn't necessarily on board with them doing it just because of money. They weren't going to do it because of money. I honestly thought they kept Jason Hayward around this season because of Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras is the leader leader in that locker room right mm-hmm. now from everything that we've been hearing, right? Yeah. He's a leader. He's the guy that guys go to. Jason Hayward's also that guy. You know, that's everything that's true. you hear about Jason Hayward. He's a stand-up guy. You know, he, you never hear a bad thing about him in the press. Mm-hmm. You know, he never complained uh, at all during his time there, even when fans were hardest on him. Um, so I always thought that they were keeping Jason Hayward around when they ship, they were going to ship out Contreras. Well, Contreras stayed because they didn't get the offer they wanted. Now Jason Hayward's expendable. So I think that that's what that whole thing's about. Now, getting back to what Tom was saying, I, I think they are going to compete. I think Jed Hoyer, I, I've said this before on the po- podcast, Jed Hoyer, I feel like got caught with his pants down last off season. Yes, he, he was did. Thinking he zigged when everybody zagged, and he he you know you're allowed to do that every once in a while. You can't keep zagging when people are zigging or zigging when people are zagging <laughs> and get it wrong. Uh, so this off season he's got to get it right. There's no excuse of well the CBA is not finalized. You know what's out there. There's no yep. question marks about anything. There's no international draft, so they can get a qualifying offer on uh, Contreras if he wants a long term deal and he doesn't want to take a one year deal. Mm-hmm. They can get that qualifying offer. Now I've seen people. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner say that oh that that's a loss if that happens i don't agree with that because now that you have that qualifying offer you get that compensatory pick 
Now you can go out and sign any one of those shortstop free agents, which they've already been linked to in yep. a couple articles uh, that have come out this week that they're going to get one of the big ones. So they can get uh, Correa without mm-hmm. giving up a pick. Then they can get uh, what Turner? Uh, who are the other two? Justin, do you do you know Trey Turner, uh, Xander? Correa, Xander Bogarts? Um, and there was one There's more. One other one. Uh, Dansby Swanson. That's it. That's it. I wish I actually wouldn't mind him. I kind of like him. But the three of them, uh, Bogarts, uh, Turner, and Swanson, all have a compensatory. They'll right. have a qualifying offer. So, although I'm thinking, does Trey Turner have one? He's been traded. I don't know Correct. if he's got one. I don't think he might not have one. I don't know how that works because it wasn't last year of his deal. Yeah. So maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Um, but, you know, they can use that qualifying offer and, you know, get a pick or get a player that's got one a tied tied to it, has a qualifying offer tied to him, and not lose a draft pick, which they do value highly. That's why yes. I don't think they went for Correa for a one-year deal, although he stated that it was because they weren't winning. If they would have paid him the money, I'm sure he would have oh, went there. Oh, money talks. He went to yeah. the Twins yeah. of all places. Who were so. awful the year before, yeah. Yeah, so. I, I'm I'm convinced that they're they're going to make more moves this year. I mean, we saw Tom was a a linchpin in the Seiya Suzuki signing. Uh, he went out there, you know, at the the eleventh hour to get that signing done. I, I think he sees the writing on the wall that fans are upset that you know sure. people aren't showing up, uh, and obviously, I I don't think he's dumb because no. he knows if he puts a winner out there. The fans will show up. There'll be more money spent. Uh, oh yeah. I, I just, I, yeah. I, and then plus all the things that Crane Kenny said about the budget rolling over to be used for next year. So I, I think they're going to spend. I think they're they should be up in the top five uh, in the payroll and not at fifteen or below ten, top ten. Mm-hmm. So they should be top five next year. I, I, there's no reason why, and I think you know there's no reason for Jed to keep payroll down. So, no, especially if he no. wants to win. So, yeah, yeah. Ne- next off se- this off season will be very telling. I mean, you're going to get the full effect of what their plan is, and and whether you know, and if if they don't, for what I think, I think you're right, um, Vinny. But if they don't, oh man, there's going to be <laughs> you know pitchforks and and uh, yep. and torches coming for them. Uh, yeah, the the only other quote, the only the only other thing uh, in this article that I thought was kind of funny, and this isn't even Ricketts' fault. This is more of an MLB needing to get their shit together. But uh, he said, you know, we're looking forward to the Field of Dreams game, which they just won. It, it's final, four to two. They won. All right. Uh, Cubs fans are the best in the world, and this is a well deserved experience for them, especially for our loyal Iowa fans. They're loyal Iowa fans that can't watch the game. Uh, because of blackout issues. So, um, and since they're not on a superstation anymore, like WGN, and say, you know, but I, I digress. Just uh, <laughs> me slamming the marquee, marquee? Network again. Yes. Oh God! Don't don't even get started. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, you know, Jay, you do make a good point though about the loyal mm-hmm. Iowa fans because lo- there were always bus trips coming oh, in yeah. to Chicago from Iowa because back in the day they would always announce the groups that were out there and there were a mm-hmm. lot of groups from Iowa, but yeah, yeah, they're loyal fans. So loyal that you cut them, you cut, cut them off. Yeah. And, and I mean, you have, you have such a perfect pipeline for a fan base because of the, oh, you know, yeah. the Iowa Cubs being there and, and, you know, I know they're up and down, but I mean, 
it, it's perfect. You should build. I mean, look at Rockford with the the Blackhawks. I mean, right. like you you have you've nurtured a, a pretty good foundation of fans. You know, from an otherwise area that maybe don't really care about the Hawks because it's you know an hour and a half drive away from Chicago. But yeah, like you said, bus trips in in organized get-togethers in in you know just another example yeah. of uh, of all the media the media rights stuff that gets in the way and. I know there was there was a rumor going around that the the Bulls, Blackhawks, and White Sox want to start their own network, and I'm like, oh god, please don't do that. So, um, anyway, uh, I think that wraps up our Cubs talk. Um, Vinny, uh, would you like to tell us about how the Field of Dreams game is over and will not be back for at least one year? Yeah. So listen to the score, uh, Parkinson Spiegel show. Uh, Matt Spiegel said that they are not having the MLB is not having the Field of Dreams game next year at in Iowa, Dyersville, Iowa. And uh, there's rumors that there's going to be another pop up game somewhere. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Frank Thomas even came out because he's the owner. He's one of the owners. Owner. Yeah. Yeah. The ownership group. He's the head of that. And uh, he did come out, he did uh, come out and say that they are going to be doing renovations to the field mm-hmm. I'm guessing they're probably going to add more seating yeah um, and yeah. so yeah so there there's probably that and they probably knew ahead of time that they weren't the game wasn't coming back that's why they're going to do the renovations to the field um and so yeah I, my question to you guys is where would you like to to see the the next pop-up game justin i know you want him to bring back the polo grounds <laughs> so besides the polo grounds besides justin, the polo grounds where else would you like to see a pop-up game at uh i uh, you know what i think they've leaned so heavily into the field of dreams and when i first heard they weren't coming back i was thinking this was some like malicious the mlb couldn't reach a deal with the field of dreams people but like you said it sounds like it's more just trying to renovate and add more fields i know they said they're going to be constructing um, a lot more little league fields so that they can have little yeah. league, more little league stuff, that which is, cool. which is incredible. Like, if, would, yeah. I know the, was it Cooper, not Cooperstown. Is it Cooperstown that has a little, little league world I series? I think so. Yep. I'm yep. sure they wouldn't want to give that up, but I mean, that would be so cool. Granted, I, I don't know how hard Field of Dreams hits for a newer generation of, of baseball players, but, uh, for me, two right off the bat, I want a Sandlot game. I don't know. Make it look like some crappy field near a junkyard, you know, or something like that. Um, <laughs> I want the dog out in left field. With, with, yes, give me the dog over the field, yeah. jumping back and forth. And then, like, th- this is my idea is instead of having the All-Star game, because t- to me, I I do not like most All-Star games, you make a Sandlot game. And you let the players pick their teams, and then you do something else to kind of wrap people up in it. I I don't know. the the other The only other thing I could see is I want a a Cleveland Milwaukee game uh, with Bob Uecker, uh doing the call for Major League. Okay. I, I don't I don't know how you could make that special because uh, you know Milwaukee. I think that was filmed at County Stadium, if I'm not mistaken. I think the first one was filmed in Milwaukee. I could be wrong. I thought it was filmed at County Stadium, and they had to remove all the Bernie Bernie Brewer stuff, but uh, that's long gone. So I don't know how you do that. Or someone said, you know, let's do a Rookie of the Year game where you have the Cubs and the Mets, similar to the movie, and you can have some kid come out in a cast throwing the ball. I don't know, some crap <laughs> like that. Uh, I don't know. That's that's the only ones I could come up with. Vince, do you got any others that you could you could think of? Well, I don't know what I was doing last year, and I missed the game last year, but. This year I was watching it for the first four innings, and then <clears throat> my granddaughter voted uh, to watch uh, in in Cano or something. Oh, like in Canto, yeah, yeah, in Canto. So, 
So, you know, that, that went off. But sure. watch the first four innings. And it was just awesome. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you were back in the day when they were in the 1900s, yeah. early 1900s. Mm-hmm. You saw homes in the background. You mm-hmm. saw trees in the background. If we were, if they want to play it somewhere, play it in a, in a, you know, upper A league uh, baseball stadium, yeah. a small stadium in the middle of a, you know, homes, Beloit, mm-hmm. you know, wherever. I'd like to see that. Um, kind of neat. In fact, I was thinking they could they should play the All Star game there, in the Field that, of Dreams. I thought would that would be cool, cool. and play, be... and you have the players wear their 1900 uniforms. I I love uh, the the vintage throwback or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. The uniforms they did this year were really good, and in the uniforms last year were pretty good. I mean, the Yankees uniforms last year looked pretty similar because they don't ever change anything. They but... haven't changed. <laughs> Yeah. No, but the, the Cubs uniform looks great. The Reds one was pretty cool. I thought it was neat that they continued the pinstripes on the batting helmets. I've never really mm-hmm. seen that before, but mm-hmm. I guess they didn't wear batting helmets back in the day, so that would have just no. been their ball cap. No, but, they didn't. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think the All-Star game there is a great idea. I, I mean, they really have – They, I feel like Major League Baseball doesn't get many things right, so they kind of, whether it's through dumb luck, fell into this or figured this out. Someone came up with it, and – they need to run with it. The only thing I would caution them on is the Winter Classic. When that started with the NHL, that was such a big boom. And, and you know, it was January. I mean, as a hockey fan, it was like January 1st. That's what I'm doing all afternoon as I'm watching that game. And then they kind of they kind of shot themselves in the foot because then they had all these other games that were outside. And it's like it it kind of watered down the excitement for that one game, you know? So I, I would just say, if you're going to do something special, keep it to maybe one or two, three tops a season, just because then it, it loses that, yeah. that specialness yeah. or that, you know, um, pomp and circumstance. I don't know, whatever you want to yeah. call it, but that would be the only thing I'd caution them on for sure. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Should, yeah. Should only do it. But I think not even three, just leave it just at one. one. Game. Cause I, yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, that's the way to well. go. Yeah. I, I, I know one year, we were still living in Oak Lawn and they, they had, I want to say they had six outdoor games in the NHL. And I'm like, that is way too many. And they were spread out throughout the whole year. It's like, there's nothing special about this. It's just a game. You yeah. know what I mean? And granted for the players, I'm sure it's still pretty a neat experience, but it's like, why am I going to watch this on a Tuesday night when I have 6 million other things to do, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I, I loved it. I watched most of it this at the, this evening. I got it, you know, DVR so I can go back and, and check it the rest out later. But, uh, yeah, Cubs, we'll we'll see what happens the rest of the way. I don't know. You guys got any other Cubs points or anything else you'd like to mention? I was just mm-hmm. gonna say that they got they the only thing they got wrong with the Field of Dreams game is have it on a Friday or yeah. a Saturday yeah. so yeah. you can have people come in. They don't have to worry about trying to get back for work. But of course, Thursday night, bravo, MLB, you've got MLB for once you once again. Yeah. They well they just can't get it right. No. <laughs> That's Rob t- Manfred. Yeah, the ticket prices are just outrageous. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have a lot of seating. Well, I understand that, but still, I get it. You know, I, I understand, but come on, make it Affordable. make it available. You know, uh, what the cheapest seat was four hundred fifty bucks. Oh yeah. man! And I'm sure you're sitting. You know, that's and not that's prime a seat. seat. That's, yeah, that's, there's no backs to those seats. Right, exactly. That's so an expensive backache, if you ask me. Yes, I don't know. Yeah. exactly. So, you know, make it, make it get affordable, but I agree. Have it on the weekend, you know, dude, you know, they could really like they used to have when I was younger back in the day when we had, you know, two colors on the TV, black and white, um, you used to, uh, they'd have the Saturday game of the week 
Mm-hmm. It was on NBC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it, you know, you look forward to it. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you're doing something, but if it was a rainy day out or it was just not a good day to be outside, yeah, you'd be inside watching, you know, a top game. You, you know, like now it's always the Yankees and Red Sox. But, you know, build it up like that, the game, you know, the game of the week. Games game. Yeah. yeah. On a Saturday. You know, and if you yep. want to do it at night, they got lighting there. But, you yeah. know, make it special. Not yeah. like, you know, not on a Thursday. Plus, they're also competing against uh, the NFL preseason That's game. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but v, anyway. do you have hot or not for this week? I do. All right. And now, folks, it's time for who's hot. So damn hot. Oh, hot. Because I'm a hot little potato right now. And who's not? I'm afraid that the condition is left be cold. Freezing my royal Rastafarian name is off. This guy sucks. All right, Vinny, take it away. Okay, we will start off with the White Sox this week. Although they were, um, well, I can't say they were. They were, um, they were both pretty bad this week. Uh, but the Cubs, their their hitters were a little bit better than the White Sox. So. Well, we'll start it off with the White Sox. Who is hot this week for the White Sox? <sighs> All right. I mean, everyone, like you said, everyone's been kind of struggling. Uh, this is a shot in the dark. Um... Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Can't be T.A. because he's hurt. It's definitely not Yohan Moncada because he's been awful. Uh, I'm going to go A.J. Pollock. What the heck? Mm. Oh, Vince, you got a guess? Abreu. No, it is Andrew Vaughn. Andrew Vaughn was the hot hitter this oh, week for the White wow. Sox, but not that good. 238 was his uh mm. Batting average, 333 on base percentage, 429, slugging 762, um, OPS, one home run, three RBIs, 8.3 walking rate, and 20.8 strikeout rate. A BAPIP um, did not update that BAPIP. That's all right. So, yeah. Bad. uh, Bad. No, his is good. His But not good, but good for the team, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and do you guys know who was not hot this, this week? one? I, it's definitely got to be Yohan Mankata because people are ready to crucify him. That is correct. There you go. Good job, Justin. <laughs> thank you. Thank uh, you. Yohan Mankata was not hot this week. He had a 120 average, Ooh. 179 on base, 320 Ooh. slugging, 499 OPS, That's one home run, good. four RBIs, 7.1 walk rate, 35.7 strikeout rate. So better than last week, which was 40, but still not, <laughs> still not great. Good. No, and his bat pip was 133, and his weighted runs created plus was 33. Okay. Moving on to the Cubs, 
Pretzel Vince, I'll 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 go to you first. Who was hot this week for the Cubs? Hold on, he's got to get a dart and throw it at the oh, dartboard here so man. you can see who he hits. Contreras. Justin. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Nico Horner. Feel like feels like he's been yeah. hitting everything out of the park lately. That is correct. All right, two, two right now. What You're can on I a say? Winning streak here. Nico Horner was hot this week for the Cubs. Three seventy, three ninety three, four eighty one, eight seventy four OPS. One home run, four RBIs, three point six walk rate, seven point one strikeout rate. Bapit but three seventy five and a weighted runs created plus of one forty six. Now, Pretzel Vince, who was not hot this week? <laughs> Their third baseman. Oh, Patrick Wisdom. That's, yeah, what, Patrick that's who Wisdom. I was going to say. No, oh. Justin. All right, well, if it's not Patrick Wisdom, I'm going to go with Seiya because he's having a rough go again. Yeah, Seiya Suzuki was not hot again this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, 192, 241, 308, <clears throat> 549 OPS. One home run, three RBIs, a 3.4 walk rate, and a 27.6 strikeout rate. A bat above 222 and a weighted runs created plus of 50. Not too good, but he did have a good game tonight. So okay. I think I saw him. He has one for one and two walks. So getting on base at a thousand percent or a hundred percent uh well, yeah a thousand percent's not not possible but yes he he had a good game now for the mob uh oh, pretzel God. vince here we go no clue i will give give you guys hints on the yes yeah, give us the team for. at least who was the hot hitter this week and he played for philadelphia schwarber uh, schwarber <laughs> oh, no. vince. justin JT Real Muto? That is Wow, crazy. that was a shot in the dark. Ooh, Holy three cow. For three. Wow. 421, 421, 158, and an OPS of 1.579. home runs, eight RBIs, a zero walk rate, and a 15.8 strikeout rate, a 385 uh, BAPIP, and a 328 weighted runs created plus. Hmm. Now, who... Justin, I'm gonna. You're gonna go first this time. Who is not hot this week? And this guy plays for Houston. Oh God! Um, just because I don't like him, I'm gonna say Jose Altuve. Oh, Pretzel Vince for the win. Yeah, Pretzel Vince has no idea. Not with Houston. There you go. Hey everybody, an old man's talking. It was Yuli Gurriel. Oh really? Okay. Yes, forty-eight, eighty-seven, forty-eight, an OPS of one thirty-five, two RBIs, a four-point-three walk rate, and a thirteen percent strikeout rate, a zero five three bat pip, and a weighted runs created plus of minus sixty-seven. That's not good. That is bad. No, that is terrible. So, yes, that is who's hot and who's not for this week. All right. Uh, I, I feel like we have to we have to have a, a Bears segment because there's actually Bears news, and we have our we'll, – we'll make uh, – Pretzel Vince can be our official Bears correspondent because he's probably the most dialed into the NF- – to the Bears, at least, I should say. So uh, let's hit the music. Manures of the Midway. <laughs> 
where the guys talk the pile of horse crap that is the Chicago Bears. When you consider the other choices, manure is actually pretty refreshing. Uh, God, that intro reigns true so much right now. Um, all right, I don't know where we want to begin. Uh, we got Roquan holding in, but now holding out. We have injury after injury. We have Tevin Jenkins, uh, Pretzel Vince. Where do you where do you want to start off? Well, let's start with Roquan Smith. All right. What, what's what's your take on Roquan? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I heard he's representing himself. Correct. That is and true. And if that is true, this is going to be a disaster because it sounds like he's not getting proper advice. He wants. Well, his uh, agent's terrible. <laughs> if he has an agent, I heard he's standing well, no, there. No, he doesn't. That was the joke. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But Justin and, got it though. Thanks, yeah, Justin. Yeah, well, I you got know, you, this, Vinny. I like Roquan Smith. I hate to see him go, but he wants all pro money, and he's been a second team all pro. Yeah. Uh, if you, they had a great article in Sports Mockery about him, and his stats just aren't there. Mm-hmm. And again, he's playing with a at this point, I'll say a bad team Mm -hmm. and okay. You can be a superstar in a bad team, but then when you go to a good team, you could be very average. And he doesn't seem like he's, he wants to, he wants to set the standard for linebackers. hundred million, I think is what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And it's like, he doesn't have the stats. Right. And, Mm -hmm. And you know, you get paid for your performance. So, and in any job, you get paid for your performance. So, you know, again, if I'm not performing and my boss says, hey, you're going to get a 1% raise, and I'm going to say, hey, I want a 5% raise, uh, I better have the documentation, the statistics to back that up. To argue your point. Yeah, he doesn't. From what I understand, they want to pay him a good salary, but Mm -hmm. again, it's not anywhere near what he wants. I, you know, I I can't fault. When I was younger, I, I it, it bugged me a lot, but I can't I can't say I fault NFL players for at the final year holding out because just it's not a guaranteed contract, and if they get right. hurt, they're out. So so I totally get that, and and I was happy that he at least showed up. Granted, he's not playing, but I'm assuming right. maybe he's sitting in meetings and things, or at least he was maybe. But right. from what I heard, the Bears offered him a contract close to what he wanted, but what they did is the last year was right. some huge exorbitant amount of money, which realistically he's never going to see that last year. He'd probably, he, I mean, unless, unless he's having a great, great, he's still going strong or maybe he's first team all pro instead of second team all pro. But realistically, if he, if he gets bogged down with injuries, he's never going to see that last year. And I guess that's kind of what was the tipping point that really set him right. off, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, right. You know, and, and in the NFL, a lot of, the, a lot of this, these holdouts are based on, um, okay, let's say that uh, I'm a tight end, or mm-hmm. we'll use Roquan Smith. Let's say that in order for him to get to make his million dollars or five million dollars in a year, uh, they want him to have 150 tackles mm-hmm. in a season. And you, and I'm just throwing this number out, I could be wrong, but let's say that the average uh, tackles made in the NFL is like 90. Mm-hmm. All right, so as a player, you're going to say, there's no way I yeah, can make the no chance in hell. Cash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's when they say, Oh, you know, it's only a couple hundred thousand dollars. Well, yeah, because it's a hundred thousand dollars based on reaching yeah. goals like that. And with him, you're, you're right. As he gets older. All right. And gets banged up. And in football, you are one, oh, one play away from one your career from being, being over. Yeah. Right. 
so yeah, uh, I want that money up front, or I want it maybe in the on the beginning of my contract. Sure, you signing know, or, bonus, something. Yeah, yeah, something. And the Bears are saying no. You know, again, I never have faulted the players for getting the salaries. I fault sure. the owners, you know, because yeah, there's always a the guy out there. The yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, in this case, I, I just wish somebody would be able to sit down with him and uh, give him some guidance and maybe mm-hmm. get an agent <clears throat> in there that can negotiate with the bears, know what to say, you know, know how to get around that somehow. Uh, but when I heard he was representing himself, I thought, oh boy, this is not going to end well. Yeah. Yep. No, the, the, the one thing I, I had kind of read about or listened to on the radio and Vinny, if you were listening to the score this week too, I'm sure maybe you, you heard this too, but they talked about, okay, that first contract right out of college, you know, depending on what draft pick you are, you kind of slot into a certain section. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right. pretty much set. So yeah. Okay. If you don't want to have an agent for that one, Fine, I guess. I mean, you still see a couple guys here and there where they don't sign their entry level and then their or their entry contract or whatever, and it kind of builds upon it. But like this one, especially with all the stuff going on, you know, typically if you're saying I want, you know, right now he's requesting a trade. Well, he's the one that's got to go out and set up the the deal now with another team. Right. If the Bears even grant him permission to talk, it's not. You know, in, in addition to he should be in, be taking meetings and, and practicing and getting ready for preseason, but you don't have an agent to do all that extra stuff for you now. Like, I feel like that I can't even imagine trying to, to, to wrangle all that together, you know, but. Well, the other yeah. thing, too, is the Bears are changing their defensive mm-hmm. formation from a 3-4 like a to a 4-3. Four, three. Three. And, you know, there there's there's questions about is, is he going to be as productive in the four, three, as opposed to the three, four, mm-hmm. you know, they say, well, he's an athlete. Well, okay. That's all well and good, but athleticism is only going to get you so far. You still need to have something between your ears. Um, and they're saying he's intelligent. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, he's a knucklehead, but you, you just wonder if that's the other reason why the bears are a little hesitant on paying him what he wants, because we're putting, we're, we're coming up with a new formation. You should do good, but we don't know if you are going to do good in this. You know, yeah. he could, and they're take, they're saying he's going to play what weak side linebacker, I think it is, as opposed yep. to middle linebacker. So yeah. there, there's a lot of questions there right now. Yeah, it's you know, I, I don't know. And again, okay. you're one play away. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, okay, NFL players with 500 tackles, 10 sacks, five interceptions in their fourth first four seasons: Mo Lewis, Ray Lewis. Brian Urlacher, Levante David, Darius Leonard, and Roquan Smith. That's the list. Mm-hmm. He's good. He yeah. deserves to be paid. But and the thing the thing is, he shouldn't set the market. I agree on that. He shouldn't set the market. He's not the best linebacker in the game right now, so he shouldn't be paid like that. Um but I know one thing that came out uh from this whole thing was Ryan Poles met with the media the day that Roquan Smith leaked that letter or put mm-hmm. that on Instagram yeah. or I forgot where it was, but which was un, uncanny for, uh, I mean, it's surprising to see a bears GM do that with uh, Ryan pace for the last seven years. He would have been hiding somewhere in Hallis hall. You wouldn't have been able to get, get to <laughs> right. Him. That, that um, famous so, gif of him looking around the corner. Yeah. And then backing <laughs> away. Yes. Um, yeah. So that was very refreshing to see. And he, even he stated, he goes, well, I thought we were progressing somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then this letter leaked, like we planned on re-signing him. So I don't know why he's requesting a trip. Like he was caught off guard and he, he pretty much said that they wanted to sign 
sign him. So, I mean, this all comes down to going back to he probably should get an agent uh, yeah. because the, his current agent is giving him terrible <laughs> advice and is not doing a good job. Vinny, he doesn't so, have an agent. <laughs> I know. Come on, Justin. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> No, I I think you nailed it. We'll we'll see. And I mean, he I th- I feel like he kind of called the Bears bluff by leaking that he requested a trade or whoever got that information. I don't know off the top of my head, but and then the Bears, you know, counteract that with saying, "Okay, well, you're you were on the pup list, so we didn't have to find you. We were trying to be nice. Well, now you're, you know, if you don't show up, you're you're going to lose a lot of money." You know, I think it was was it a half a million if he doesn't play at all until the first week or a half a million per I'm sorry, not not half a million. Uh oh god, was it 500,000 per week if he doesn't play, which is a it half a million, be. I guess. I mean, yeah. But, yeah. Um but yeah. It's a, it's a good fine. Yeah. Good I mean, change, so. heck, I would I would gladly um you know, for one <laughs> for, for one one week of uh work, I, I would gladly take, take one that. hit. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if you hit. said we're going to let, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, Joey Bosa tackle you for half a million. Where do I sign? Go ahead, hit me. Like <laughs> you may never get up again. I might not get yeah. up, but uh, well, do, do, do I get to see it coming? Can I? Am I? Yeah. Can, am I? Can I be like the I... co- where you don't where you're you kind of loose like in a car accident? It's supposed to be better <laughs> if you don't see it coming. <laughs> yeah. Just, just curl up in a ball in the fetal position. Right. I'm gonna be like that right. kid in Little Giants with the giant foam wrapped around. Yeah. The, you know. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I have a question. Sure. The people that he's in that group of people making 100 tackles, big names. Did all those linebackers play the same formation? Like, you know, you start out in a 3-4. That's where you played your whole career in a 3-4 or 4-3. Brian Earl. Erlocker played in a 4-3 his entire career. I'm pretty sure Ray Lewis played in... Yeah, I think it was a 4-3. I think it was a 4-3 yeah. for him. Well, too. either 4-3 or 3-4. Darius Leonard did for sure because he was with uh, the Colts. So right. I think he's with the Colts, so, right, Justin? Yes, I believe that yeah. is correct, yes. So, so maybe some of this has to do with we're going to play you in a position you're not used to playing. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I don't – I apologize. You should have gone back to see what he, what kind of defense formation he played when he was in college. But again, if he doesn't have any history playing in a four three, he's always played in a three four. Might be maybe that's why they want to put some of that money towards the back end of his uh, contract too, to see if 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 he can play this. True. Yep. That's a very yeah. good point. Very good point. Um. All right. So you guys got any other Bears takes before we move on? I thought we were going to talk about uh, Tevin Jenkins. Oh, yeah. What, uh, <laughs> he came out saying that everything's good, everything's hunky-dory, no problems, but uh, I don't buy that for a second. I don't know about you guys. You know, He's back out there. He's he was. Practicing. He was. Yeah. He was practicing. So, you know, was he actually injured? or I don't know. There was, there was a lot of rumors going around about uh, his mental state. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that, yeah. that you know, the guy's a depressive, or, you know, he's battling depression or anything, but it just sounds like he, he may have an issue with taking criticism. Mm-hmm. That's and, kind of what I found, too, it sounded yeah. like. And I'm yeah. sorry, in professional but, sports, that that's just comes with it. You know, but, um, you're going to get none criticized. Of coaches, none of the coaches claim that. I mean, this is all media speculation that we're hearing about Tevin Jenkins. None of the coaches, none of the players have said any of that. Uh, 
I, I honestly think it's probably a nagging injury that he's got right now. And, and uh, I hope so. That, that I hope he can't so. be out on the field, but there's, yeah, I feel like a lot of the stuff around Tevin Jenkins has been media speculation that no one can actually get a right answer from, which sure. I mean, so they're going to make up stuff or, you know, try to well, put the pieces, not make up stuff, yeah, but try to try puzzle, and put, puzzle put it all together themselves. Yeah. And they don't know what the, the final picture is supposed to look like. And they're just shoving the pieces in where they think they fit. Yeah. That's my take I, on it. At least it could be. And then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking if this guy does have an attitude problem like that and you want to get rid of him, are you going to say, Oh yeah, he's, oh, you know, yeah, no, you're yeah. going to keep that quiet. You're going to try, you know, do whatever you can to get this guy traded. If he isn't, right. if that is an issue and I'm not, I'm just, just going by one. Oh, of course. Yeah. But, you uh, you kind of need to play the game, so to speak. If right. you're going to try and dump him is probably not the right word, but to try and get no. at least some, some to get something of value <laughs> right. back, you know, right. To get something of value, but yeah, I'm glad to see he was out there practicing. So that's a good sign. So, and again, um, I, you know, in when they f- first started the OTAs and he was, you know, from first string to second string and they were going to put him in guard as opposed to tackle and all that. I got that. And I kind of, you know, went along with the coaching staff. Hey, we're just trying to plug guys in because sure. you know, let's yeah. face it. Their line wasn't very stellar oh, no. last year. No, so, no, no. Uh, you know, you're trying to do the best you can with what you got. Okay. So you're going to plug players in and out. Yeah. I went along with that. And then when he didn't show up and, you know, where is he and nobody's saying anything, it's like, Boy, this is kind of interesting. And then when all this stuff came out, uh, what you were reading, uh, uh, and again, you're right, Vince. It was you know guys reporting, trying to put the pieces together with you know without all all the pieces there. Sure. But you know some of this stuff about teams, you know, didn't push them out, pushed them down, or a couple mm-hmm. teams said, "Hey, we're not going to deal with this guy because of yeah. his attitude." I, you know, I don't know. Just don't know. D- definitely seems like a very convoluted past when you think about. Ryan Pace wanting him the back the back issues from the get go. Mm-hmm. You know, I I like you said, Vince. I also had heard about other teams being like, "Nah, we're good. We're not even going to bother." You know, interviewing and in, in the draft and, and wanting to get get to know him. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. All I know is he was supposed to be this beast coming out of college. Yeah, you know, he just like mm-hmm. pounding on people. It's mm-hmm. like. Okay, well, great. And, and that goes against kind of like what their philosophy is too. Like it seems like they really want these agile. Granted, his alignment, I feel like you need to be big, but it seems like there's a move. There's a move right now with the management or with the coaching staff to be like, "Hey, we want you to be able to be mobile and agile, and we don't want some just hulking beast of a guy just to push people around." At least that's what I've kind of been yeah. getting at, but I don't yep. know if that's the case. But I, I think when it comes to football, you'll, you you want guys to be. I'll say light on their feet, not quick mm-hmm. on their feet, but light on their feet. You still want that big, beefy, fat sure. guy to start pounding the defender, especially late towards the end of the game that these guys are just so beat up they can't stop the run, and then right. you can run the mm-hmm. ball. Same thing on the flip side, on the defensive side, you still want that big, fat guy in the middle to clog the middle up so you can't run the ball. Right, right. You know, so, you know, certain things, there's always the um, – the basics in all sports, you know, you look at certain positions and you got to have these guys, you know, whatever sport it is, you got to have X, Y, Z type of player because that's the fundamentals of the game, you know, and Mm -hmm. as much as they try to pass the ball and everything, what, what do they usually say when you watch a game towards the end of the fourth quarter, man, you know, now they got to pound the ball. They got to pound the ball, big time off the clock. 
And if you don't have big, beefy guys to do that, angry guys, um, you know, you're going to be throwing the ball. And we see what happens when teams throw the ball. Mm -hmm. Clock stops, gives the other team more time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, well, but, you know, it's it's almost upon us. The the Bears um, Saturday, Saturday, first preseason game. The Bears pending debacle, pending <laughs> um shit show. I don't know what what, what I don't know what, Who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us and I, things will be great. The pending Justin Fields gets killed? No, I was trying to think of something positive. <laughs> oh, Justin. sorry. Uh, you know, the... his first his first step to glory. Yes. Yeah. That? Yeah. First step towards Canton. There you where, go. You know, there. Yeah. We'll, we'll start a, building the wing. Coach. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I'm really I'm all in on the hits principle. I, you know, give me the the more acronyms you can give me, uh keep coming. Mr. Eberflus. Uh yeah. yeah. All right, Dan Bernstein. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. I, I got nothing else. You guys got anything else? I got nothing else. We're good? Nope. All right. Well, uh, we are going to debut our new segment, which is Music Mayhem. Here we go. Music Mayhem. Classic hits from Ava to Zeppelin, Kamalev. Where we listen to the crappy music. What? Well, it's sentimental, tacky crap. That's why not. Do we look like the kind of store that sells I just called to say I love you? Go to the mall. The good music. No. Um, Holland Oates, you're like Peter Gabriel. Holland Oates is two separate people. No. Holland is his first name and Oates is his last name. And everything else in between so you don't have to. Dad, no one cares about any of your stupid dinosaur bands. You have the worst, lamest taste in music ever. All right. There we go. Uh, that is Music Mayhem. I will work on making the audio a little bit better. That was a very rough draft that I did in like, I think, 15 minutes. So uh, there you go. Music Mayhem. Uh, this was Vinny's brainchild. Uh, like we said, Vinny, do you want me to do you want me to, to host this since Greg's not here to host whatever? Or do you want to take the lead on this one? Sure, I'll, I'll you know I'll I'll give it a whirl. Look Why at not? you! Um, Look at you! Yeah, Take know, it away. Right? Um, okay, so this is music mayhem. I did create this uh, just out of I don't know sitting on the can. I I don't know. Where it's <laughs> Fair it. enough. Um, yeah. Uh, where we nice do all music, our great Justin. Thinking. I thought this was uh, going to be a different segment. Um, I was going to have to start taking off my clothes with that jazz music. That jazz. Playing. I was uh, looking for something. Uh, bass. I, I think. I think I searched <laughs> sultry to find that that lick, if you will. Yeah, so. that that was some sultry music. I will there say. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is my brainchild. This is going to be us. Kind of a Slime 5 type of uh, spinoff. It's going to be five random artists. Uh, this is not taken actually from Spotify. Oh, I'm like sorry. sorry. That's okay. I found a website that does random bands. Oh, uh, got it. And got I will it, be it. honest. Uh, I actually, what I do is I go on the, the site and I click it five times just to kind of randomize it. And I will say one through four. Uh, the first one, and then the four clicks later, they were all really good bands. And then I landed oh. on five, and then I was like, "Who, who are some of these people?" Yeah. Um, but yes, this week we landed on Tyler the Creator, Yikes, uh, Doctor Dre, Tony Bennett, Radiohead, and Lee Morgan. Justin, I hope you listen to a lot of Tony Bennett and not Frank Sinatra. Uh, <laughs> they're not the same. 
No, no, I know. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I did. I found myself but, in Tony Bennett's Christmas music for quite a while. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I knew you would be there, <laughs> and I told you that. that you did. That you, would, you called you it. You would enjoy you Tony Bennett's Christmas music. Um, very yes. sultry as well. It it was very sultry. Um, okay. Uh, oh, I boy. Think, um, Justin, I'll let you go first. But first, I want to hear your rankings on the artists from the worst to best, I guess. Now, are we talking just as a whole or are we talking just about as a, the songs? As a whole. As a whole. Just okay. not, not, we're not ranking the songs. We're only picking mm. our best, our favorite songs from that artist. But rank this list from least favorite to favorite. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go uh, least favorite. To, I'm sorry. Great, most favorite to least favorite. Radiohead, because Radiohead's a, a band. I actually have some of their albums, and, and I, I listened to them in high school. Uh, second, I'll go Dr. Dre, just because there's a handful of Dr. Dre songs I like, and I know Erica would probably hit me because of his collaborations with Eminem. Um, Tony Bennett, I guess, just because... You know, he's got his some Christmas de- music. His Christmas music and some of his other stuff was pretty good. Uh, oh boy, these last two. Uh, I, I do like jazz music, but I don't know what Lee Morgan's got going on there. But uh, I would say <laughs> him is number four. And then, man, I am not down with what the kids are into if it's Tyler the Creator. Cause I, I, I'm not kidding. I had to scroll through about 20 songs on the iTunes store to find something that. Was wasn't rough. that that what it was real rough and i mean and he's somebody i've heard of and i've heard referenced so when i listen to his music i'm like oh that is that that how okay that is different so yeah, yeah. that that's that's the order <laughs> i'd go radiohead dr dre tony bennett lee morgan and tyler the creator there you go i think hawk would say it best by that is so bad that is absolutely I think yeah. when describing Tyler the Creator, and, and I wanted to to give it a chance because like there's there's some yeah. rappers that I enjoy. There's music. There's some um, ska music that I really enjoy. There's some jazz musicians that I'll definitely listen to. You know, just to have his background music. But man, I, it was a struggle with uh, with good old Tyler there. So, uh, Pretzel Vince, do you want to rank yours? Yes, from uh, the best <laughs> to the worst. Sure. Or worst to best, whichever okay. you want to go. Okay. Uh, okay. Best, Lee Morgan. You talk mm. about sultry. That guy, that guy is smooth. <laughs> I like that guy. And then Tony Bennett. Um, Radiohead, that, that was interesting. I've heard of the group, really mm-hmm. didn't know that much about them. Uh, they'd probably be my number one band after a couple of uh, good brownies. But uh, <laughs> they're probably third. Okay. Uh, they'll be third. Uh, Dr. Dre uh, would be fourth. Rap, as Vince would tell you, and I'm sure I've said it before. I just don't like rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but listen. Hey, everybody. An old man's <laughs> But uh, I will say this um, I don't like rap really for the lyrics. Uh, and I'll just leave it at that. But. I started listening to the actual music because mm-hmm. I always get caught up in the lyrics, which I don't like. But I started listening to the music and I was like, you know, the music mm-hmm. really isn't mm-hmm. that bad. Especially some of the samples they use for things, I think, is pretty yeah. cool, too. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, uh, Dr. Dre was for Tyler, Tyler, the creator. I'm glad you guys are, said what you said because, yeah, I didn't get this guy <laughs> at all. But no. the song that I picked... It really had a nice melody behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah, the words in the song you picked were <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> as Hawk would say, 
That is so bad. That is absolutely. <laughs> I know. Big. I listened to it and I was like, "Why did he pick this song?" I, I like the melody. Oh, I know. I know. But the melody was nice. I was going through his songs on Spotify and I was just like, "You got to be kidding me!" Oh my god, the, the songs—they just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then I stumbled across the song and I was like. This is bad, but boy, it's got a nice melody. It's not it. even a song, though. It's the intro to the CD. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I you know what? It's pretty good. Hey, <laughs> what can I tell you? He's scraping the bottom of the barrel, but at least yeah, he's got my something. worst. He's my yeah. worst. So you know, yeah. he's yeah. lucky what, I picked right. what, uh, what about you, Vinny? Uh, for me, it this was kind of tough. I think I went with. Uh, oof. Yeah, uh, I'll go from worst to best. It went Tyler Ooh. the Creator, which yeah took the the cake home. Unanimous, for the yeah, yeah. It was it was bad. I oh, I know I, I what I did was I would click on the artist on Spotify and just go random, so oh. I didn't even listen to like the top ones. Oh, that was brutal. I oh I that was, was skipping oof. a lot. And yeah, yeah. That was that was not a fun day at work listening to that. So <laughs> that was a that was a chore. I I was happier doing my work than listening to that oh that's not uh, good music. no i was saying that's that's not the power of the podcast yeah. there, no uh next uh was lee morgan i enjoy jazz oh. but a, a lot of the stuff i was listening to i very he eccentric be, he would be good to listen to in in live concert i sure there's a lot of freestyling that was going on i like stuff with you know kind of a consistent rhythm that sure. kind of comes back you know just you know traditional i guess melody his is you know all over the place although uh one song that's not that you know spoiler alert it's not on my list but sidewinder i remember playing that in jazz band oh yeah um mm. and yep so i i did recognize that one song from him uh next oh, this is tough um Gosh, <laughs> I'd probably Radiohead would be three. Okay, um, and, and that's more two because the the first two are more like one A one B. But I'd probably have to go Tony Bennett two, Dr. Dre one. Um, just Dr. Dre's two thousand and one album is probably one of the best rap albums I think. Okay, ever that it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, Tony Bennett's you know really good but for his genre the you know the crooner genre he's not one of my favorites so sure it i'm yep. not supposed to be too so justin we'll start with the uh, tyler the creator we'll all go right from, we'll go from wor your worst to best and you just name off the song and we'll just go we'll around the room it. on all right our so favorite. well i don't know if we can <laughs> we can, can we discuss can it? say it say maybe what you liked about it and we'll just kind of yeah move on from there yeah so for me uh the one that i found that dare i say i could stomach uh was a song by the name of tamale i don't know if... <laughs> i didn't even get to that one i don't think. uh and i'm actually i'm listening to it right now and uh <laughs> You want to change? I, no, no, I don't want to change. But I, again, going back to like what your dad said earlier, the the background, I you know, there's some cool stuff going on in the background, but that's about all I can say. Like it, it was literally just similar to I'm clicking. I'm like, nope, click again. Nope, click again. <laughs> nope, click again. I'm like, okay, well, this isn't I don't want to listen to this, but it it's not making my ears bleed. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. yeah, so that tamale, that was my that was my uh, most most one favorite. that didn't make your ears bleed 
Yes, uh, from Tyler the Creator. So that tama- right. tama- and, and you know, I think I kind of probably picked it because of the name. I'm like, hey, I'm hungry. <laughs> you like tamales? You know? uh, yeah, I'll have a tamale. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, Pretzel Vince. What was oh. your your favorite song from Tyler? I was going to say least favorite song from Tyler the Creator. <laughs> There's too many. There's too yeah. many. Uh, what, was what was Wolf, your favorite one? Was Wolf, Wolf. off mm. the CD? I Wolf. Um, I, I like I said, I I just like the melody. Uh, didn't care for the words. Uh, going through some of his other songs, it's like holy moly, ravioli! What the heck is this guy talking about? You know, uh, but. Um, yeah, I like the melody of the wolf. Uh, he's got some other songs out there, or whatever you call them, uh, <laughs> where the melody isn't too bad. Um, no. But, you know, like I said, the lyrics, it's like, holy Christ, what's yeah. going on? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, for me, Tyler, the creator, it was <laughs> What's Your Name? Uh, oh, all right. Hold on. I got to find that one. Kind of right uh, there, like no. you guys. Uh, it, it had more of an R&B uh, melody to it. So I really enjoyed that. The And the lyrics actually, oh, I guess I actually couldn't really get the lyrics. I wasn't paying really any attention <laughs> to it, but it wasn't as bad as uh, as some of the other stuff. But I really enjoyed the melody in What's Your Name. So that was my favorite that, Tyler the Creator That song. must be a pretty deep cut, Vinny, because I cannot find that one. That one was on Spotify. Okay. Did you know Tyler, the creator, did a version of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, on the Dr. Seuss, the Grinch original soundtrack <laughs> from a couple of years ago, the the animated movie that came out? I did not know really? that. I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah, it's yeah. a minute 48, so it, it's quick. It You know, it really okay. it gets you in. You, you get the point. You know, there's who's and all that, whoville and all that crap, and then, you you know, you move on. So, Whew, boy. All right. Justin, your number four was that Tony – oh, no, it was Lee Morgan. Lee it? Morgan, yes. So, you know, again, Vinny, I think I have to echo a lot of what you said. I mean, growing up, being in jazz band, playing the trumpet, marching band, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Sidewinder did sound familiar, too, after you mentioned that. But the, the mm-hmm. one that kind of caught my – I almost said I – caught my ear, and I think it's because <laughs> it's been played by other musicians as well, uh, and that was uh, A Night in Tunisia. Um, mm, okay. So, yeah, you know, just very chill. I believe there's some saxophone in there. I could tell right away. Um, but yeah, I, like you said, Vinny, going through and, and scrolling through all his stuff, it was just very, um, I, this is going to be hard for the two of you to believe, but I really like that regimented. Here's the melody. Here's, here's mm-hmm. the, this, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, having something to follow as opposed to the very just, uh, not experimental, but you know, free form, <laughs> I guess is what you would call it. Other breaking news. Water. <laughs> Wet. I know me like me liking a routine and I knowing what to yeah. expect. Uh, you know, I was I was in an orientation meeting for work and they're like, "Can you describe yourself?" I'm like, "I am very type A. I like to have everything." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, really?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, really." So, so yeah, uh, one night, a uh, night in Tunisia. Um, I enjoyed it. it. Was fine. So, did you hear his? Did you hear his version of uh, yesterday? No, I did not. No, oh, okay, that wasn't Let's on see. Spotify. I'll have to look that one up. That was yeah. That's that's I, okay. I'll, I'll I'll just save my comments for him later. <laughs> well, you're you're next, okay, Vince. And Lee Morgan is the next one. We're just following Justin's best. Okay, okay. So we're gonna follow. Okay, okay. So I I like Lee Morgan. Uh, it reminds me of that old. Well, kind of reminds me of Bosch, the TV show with the jazz that they oh play yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 
jazz back in the 50s got to be the point where it was real cool to be laid back and to do things that were not regimented because mm-hmm. before usually in jazz you you play the song the way it's written then you go into maybe three core three times through the song with everybody doing their own little thing yep. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then you come back to like the fourth or the fifth version of the song and you wrap it up as the way the the song was written. Mm -hmm. And and so back in the 50s, it got to be the point where you're going to be really cool and you might start out the song. And this is using over the rainbow because we saw the musical yesterday um, at the Fireside Theater. But, you know, you start some somewhere over the rainbow. Okay, so you got maybe four or five bars, and then you go into the cool stuff, the laid back stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the way the 50s were. And that's what Lee Morgan reminded me of back in the 50s, that late night kind of jazz that you want something in the background playing. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of a filler. And then all of a sudden you say, ooh, I like that. Ooh, that was kind of neat that he did. Uh, so, you know, I liked Lee Morgan, and the song I got was Ciora. Okay. Okay. And and he had and and I think the reason I, that song maybe I liked it was because of the people he had behind him. He had Herbie Hancock backing him up on that wow. song. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but th- that's what I liked about Lee Morgan that he was just that laid back kind of guy. Again, you know, when I was growing up, there were a couple uh, stations on FM stereo when that first came out in the '60s, where they would play music like that late at night. And I know my dad. Uh, love big band and jazz music mm-hmm. and he would listen to that stuff so uh yeah i like i like lee morgan it's just that laid back cool kind of jazz the uh i just okay. pulled up the yesterday the the version and uh that's pretty good i like i like the trumpet part in it that's uh yeah not, you know not as good as blackbird or mockingbird Vinny, is a beatles song but uh <laughs> blackbird <hate> blackbird <laughs> uh, well uh, moving on um... yes my uh, favorite Lee Morgan song was Sweet Honey Bee. Um, it was one Ooh. of the shorter ones uh, that I could find on Spotify. Uh, most of them were like pushing six, seven minutes long. Uh, mm-hmm. But this one was, I think, right just just under six minutes. But okay. yeah, it was, it was probably one of the ones that had the most kind of like melody and kind of regimented type song. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that nice uh Nice, smooth jazz song. Uh, so, yes, uh, Sweet Honey Bee by Lee Morgan. Yeah, this is pretty good. I'm listening to it right now. I, I must not have come across that one. But, uh, yeah, that was that was pre- that's a pretty good one. Nice. Yeah, that is a good song. I like it. That is a good song. I like it. All right. I'm Justin? up again, right? What do, uh, we're up to Tony, Tony Bennett. Bennett. All right. Um, Tony Bennett, huge influence on the Rat Pack. I don't know if you guys knew this. I don't know. I'm making shit up. All right. Um, I didn't know that. I have no idea. It's like saying the monkeys were a huge influence on the Beatles. Um, all right. Here we go. Tony Bennett. Uh, I had two that I didn't, that I enjoyed. Um, just pick one, Justin. Oh, fine. Oh man. My, my radiohead list is going to be really tough then, Vinny. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the, the classic Justin pick and that is going to be have yourself a merry little Christmas. Um, Similar, like you, like you said, Good it was just kind of going rapid fire. I mean, like the way you look tonight in, in San Francisco, I like those are songs I know. I know he did. I've heard of those before, but um, getting his Christmas album. And obviously I'm, I'm a sucker for all things Christmas, but like just hearing his voice and the way he was singing it, it was so just, um, it was just good. I mean, like it, it yeah. just, it, it really, you could tell he, he was, uh, uh, 
his craft. He was very, very good at his craft, I guess you could say. But um, and it instantly made me think of all the things I'm looking forward to with Christmas and, and you know, Maddie celebrating her first Christmas and her second Christmas, I guess, technically. But uh, being aware of it this time. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I'm uh, that it, it, it locks me in. So I'll go with have yourself a merry little Christmas. Nice. Yeah. Pretzel Vince. Tony Bennett. Uh, yeah, I just went with I, I left my heart in San Francisco. It's yep. a classic. It's like uh, some, some songs where, you know, you hear that guitar rift or yep. you hear uh, uh, something just it's just erased. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, you want to shut me up? OK. <laughs> oh, but, no. Uh, oh, your list. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, I thought you had okay. it saved. Sorry. Hold no, on. Let me hold on. Touch it. There uh, we go. But, We're good. No, you know, it, it's it's just one of those classic songs. It's his signature song. Uh, mm-hmm. And I and every time I hear that, I, I just stop what I'm doing and just listen to it and get caught up in the words about all the imagery of San Francisco and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like I said, it's just the commercial song. Yeah. His signature yeah. song, but boy, he really nails that song. Yep. Really no one does it better. Yeah. yeah no, no one, one does, does it better than him on that song. Yeah. Nice. A good, good song. That was going to be mine, but I could not pass up the opportunity to do rags to riches because every time I hear that horn intro, I immediately think of Goodfellas and I tie that song to that movie because yeah, it's, it, yeah. it is that movie pretty much when you hear that song, yep. um, that, that horn, the, just the ba da 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 da. And it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, I should be making spaghetti and maybe cutting up the garlic <laughs> with uh razor blades. All right. I'm, there I'm you all go. Yeah. In. Yeah. Um I I love that song. But yes, uh, I also agree uh I left my heart in San Francisco. That was that was going to be but I could I couldn't pass up Rags to Riches. That's I know I agree with you there. That he does. Yep. So Yep. Rags to Riches Tony Bennett for me. Okay, Justin, you're next. I think it's uh Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, my man. Uh so I had a couple I could go with, but I'm not going to do that one. because that would yes. be against the rules and since Thank Vinny you. is hosting this segment Got to be careful. Uh, all right. Uh, pretty much this was one. Um, as soon as as soon as you pulled this, I knew this was one because this is one I still listen to. I remember uh, burning it to a CD uh, back in the LimeWire and Kazaa days. Are we going to have the uh, same song for this one? Yeah, you might. Uh, and also, I, I am a fan of the, the, the um, co-singer on this, and that is Dr. Dre with Snoop Dogg, the next episode. Oh no, it's not. Mm. Love, love that song. Love the rhythm, rhythm. Love the melody. Uh, I love at the end, like uh, the whole thing just kind of stops for a second. I love when musicians do that, where it stops and you think the song's over, and then it like a split second later it picks back up. Um, yeah, it's all about smoking weed, which I don't yes. know anything about, but uh, great song, <laughs> uh, and I enjoy it. And you know, rolling around Oak Lawn in my uh, wannabe. <laughs> Vin Diesel, Fast and Furious, Ford Escort with a spoiler and neon lights and exhaust tips. Um, I I I looked the part, didn't play the part, but I looked the part. So there you go. Next episode by Dr. Dre. Nice. All right, Pretzel Vince, what's your favorite Dr. Dre song? Believe it or not, it's not even a Dr. Dre song. <laughs> He's no a diggity. On it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No diggity. Though. Good song though. I like that one. I knew the song. song. I knew the song, and um, I know uh, Greg played that over the weekend. Okay. Uh, at the birthday party, and uh, th- that song stuck in my head. I was singing it all <laughs> all Saturday, all the way driving go. back to Freeport. You know, no diggity, but yeah, uh, 
like the song. Like the song. Good. Nice. I, I totally forgot that he was I, in that. So I was forgot a he was because that that's uh, is it Black Street Black featuring Street, Dr. Dre? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yes, I, I had to double check. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He is in that one. So technically, I guess it does count, but it's not. It's not his song. It's Blackstreet song that he he, he got you on a technicality, Vinny. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I'll let it slide because it's the first one. So you're Ooh, lucky. Okay. You're, okay. You're, you're lucky you didn't say two. He wouldn't let that slide. Let me tell you. No. Yeah, I know. Well, I Justin, know. I I'm, no. I know no, I you do. too well. I knew you were going to come in with multiples. I will say this: in listening to Dr. Dre's songs, um, I do like the songs where he collaborated with Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought they they play off of each other pretty darn good. Yeah, and I, I mean I know he's been uh, a very very big in terms of just production with with other people that you wouldn't even imagine mm-hmm. having anything tied or linked to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he's he's pretty big in that regard too. Yeah. So, so yeah, good pick. Nice. Uh, my favorite Dr. Dre song is "Nothing But a G Thing." Oh, uh, good one song. One of my top ninety songs. So yes, him and Snoop Dogg in that. At, I mean, that song is just like classic nineties rap. Uh, yeah. It, the Chronic. It probably isn't. Uh, like I said, two thousand one. His the album two thousand one is his best one, uh, and probably one of the best rap ones. But yeah, nothing but a G, G thing on uh, the Chronic was yeah my favorite. It still is my favorite Dr. Dre song. So yeah, the that, the Chronic album that's like pretty pretty. Um, I don't not a mainstay, legendary. but like legendary. I guess like that's that's when yeah. when you say Dr. Dre like that that kind of like is really what kind of got him. Into the forefront. He was with NWA first. Prior that to that, like his, yeah. That was his first his, uh, yeah. solo. Solo, album, yeah. So. Nice. Good pick. Yeah. Yep. Very On nice. On Radiohead, Justin. All right. Uh, yeah, this, when you when you said this, I'm like, all right, I can at least latch on to Radiohead because that is that is something I would listen to on a regular basis. Um, there were many because there's I have quite a few saved on my computer, but this one was actually one that I had found from another podcast. They played it. Um, I think it's like an outro song because they they don't do a YouTube version, so they don't have to worry about uh, copyright stuff. But um, that is the song "Just" uh, by Radiohead. It's got a really cool. Vinny, is that yours? That's mine. I yes. love that song. <laughs> I know that's so I, it great. Is, it, it is so, and it's it's not like a very. It's not like one of their hits, like "High and Dry" or no. um, you know, "Karma Police." Is like I didn't want to pick that because that's like you know the the most popular one of their most popular songs but yeah um yeah just it's, it's just it's got a really unique rhythm to it um you know tom york's a little weird to begin with so it kind of fits yeah. uh pretty well with him but um yeah that's it's my one of their harder songs for sure it is i'm it, just it, gonna it, jump right in yeah here. go for it yeah but yeah I, I agree it's one of their like kind of more rocky songs most yeah. of their other songs are kind of like kind of mellow dark. Dark. Yeah, dark is a mellow. great like, way. Karma to... Police is a very dark, song. very dark I song. I love the piano riff in that. That yes. almost was mine. That was it was between Just and Karma Police, but Just I think overall is a. a I like that song overall more than yeah. like the Karma Police, the piano riff. I really enjoy that. I always get that stuck in my head when I hear that song. Yeah, Karma Police, uh, the video for that song. Do you remember? Did you ever see the video for that song, Vinny? No. You, that, you see all the videos. I know. I, I grew up watching a lot of MTV and VH1, <laughs> but that video is, is very haunting. It's just, um, it's Tom York, the lead singer, in the back of like a Buick saber from like the 70s 80s and they're following a dark road there's no lights you just see the headlights and they're following this this um older man and he's trying to run away from the car and he's stumbling and he falls and he gets up and you know 
Um, and then at the very end, you see him pull out a lighter and you see the, the Buick who has been following him this whole time. They floored, they put it in reverse and they start going back. Well, the gas tank has been leaking the whole time. So this man that was being, you know, forced to run, he throws the lighter down on the gas that was leaking and it, it goes right back to the car. Yeah. And then it blows up. And, and oh, just, wow. it's a really creepy, like dark, desolate highway oh, yeah. kind of vibe. But uh, yeah, so no, just was mine. Um, runner up, one that I almost picked just because I remember listening to a lot in high school. And Vinny, I don't know if you remember this one. Is there, They had a song called They're There, which has a really mm-hmm. weird melody, a um, little bit faster, but definitely not rock because I wouldn't or not not, he- not hard rock, I would say. But uh, yeah, so I can't okay. believe we have the same one. I am shocked. I know. I couldn't believe that either. Wow. That's awesome. I love That's it. Great. I would say, um, give, um, do you, you like ska, right? Yeah. Yeah. Streetlight Manifesto does a cover of that song and that's where I've heard it first. Really? And then I heard that the, you know, just by, you know, Radiohead and I was like, this song sounds familiar. Where did I hear this before? And yeah, it, Streetlight Manifesto, give that a listen. Check that out. Nice. All right. Sorry, Pretzel Vince. I kind of jumped you on that one, but I. No, that's okay. That's okay. I just can't believe you guys didn't like the song I picked, you know? Oh. (laughs) It didn't even come up on my. I'll be curious. I'm I'm very curious. Okay. I I had two songs with Radiohead. That I oh, I was you know going back and forth. I will let you do too because you already screwed up before. So you know what? <laughs> Screw up again and do two songs. Okay. First, the song that I chose was the song "You." Okay. It had a hard okay. rock, good driving guitar. Uh, overall, Radiohead is it's like yeah, they're out there somewhere. Oh, uh, they're yeah. They, they are. You talk about laid back, cool rock. You know, whatever you want. It's like. Wow. Uh, yeah, they're too mellow for me. <laughs> but yeah. uh, Any more mellow, they might be dead. Well, that's yeah. why I said, you know, brownies might <laughs> yeah. help. But uh, and the other song that I played with was uh, Weird Falls. Not Weird Falls. Weird Fishes. Oh, okay. Did you ever hear that one? No, no. I can't say I okay. have. I'm pulling it up right now, though. Um, huh. Okay. I, I like that song. But uh, you was the one I picked because it had uh, – was. Really, that one actually wanted me to get up and dance. You know, the, the rest oh, of them, okay. I, I just listened to it. <laughs> listen to the word, you know, the music and the yeah. words. It's like, wow, yeah. these guys downers. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but I got to yeah. listen to the ones you suggested. Just and Karma Police. Karma Police yeah. is is a very okay. very uh, laid back song. Yeah, okay. and, and but it's got like a, a tinge of creepiness. That pian- like like Vinny said, the piano piece in that is is really good. Haunting, I guess, would be the way I yes, would haunting. I would use I okay. would describe it. Um, okay. yeah. Justin, what's your thought on creep? Uh, creep is fine. That was actually that was always one of the ones I was able to play on the drums in in high school and stuff. It's fine. A little overplayed. I hate but, that uh, song. I hate you, you that don't song. Like it? Not so much about the song, but I hate it because of Guitar Hero. That'll do it. In, oh. in uh, college, <laughs> we it. had a competition on our floor. We had like a Guitar Hero tournament. You get to pick three songs, and the person you were going up against, you would flip a coin. Whoever gets to pick first gets to pick two songs. Well, I won my competition. I won the songs two out of three, but it was based on total score. I was so bad at creep oh, that no. I would lose really? in total score, but I would win two of the three songs. Yeah, it was so frustrating. I'm to this say, day, I'm, I still I'm hate I'm trying to think song. of creep. Well, granted, I can't play the guitar, so I wouldn't know. I'm trying to think how. Well, I can't play the guitar either. It was just no. It was on guitar, guitar hero. Yeah. <laughs> 
The drum part is fairly easy. If you ever want me to show you the drum part, Vinny, I can hook you up there. But, That's uh, okay. I don't need. I don't. I try to avoid <laughs> hearing that song. Okay. Fair enough. Aww. Fair enough. Well, that was good. I yeah. I for the first musical mayhem, I uh, I enjoy and first hosting duty, Vinny. Look at you. Yeah. I know. Thank you. Nothing broke. It was awesome. No, nothing did except uh, you did try to sneak in multiple songs and pretzel yeah. hands to just blow up the entire thing by yeah. picking some. You know, you got to actually some... come up with the song and picking two songs. So we we did have uh, Kristen, former uh, colleague of mine. She wrote in. She said her favorite Radiohead song is "True Love Waits," and I did listen to it. Very, very slow. Um, just very slow nothing like just or or any of these other songs we've discussed so far it was actually i was kind of surprised it was them it was just very very laid back very very mellow uh very very mellow so um thank you to her for writing in uh i know your sister erica was not happy with the music selection we chose she'd even pick a dr dre song so i know i thought for sure we'd get an m&m reference from her well, she wanted me to do the whole Michael Scott eeny meeny miny mo and pick bands that I've heard of or people. This is the definition of this is the this is the definition, definition of mayhem, of random <laughs> like mayhem and random. Like this is drawn at random. Like I would never in a million years pick Tyler the Creator. Yeah, to, oh, okay. to you know thumb through his songs. No way would I do that. So yes, this is going to be completely random. And the thing is, like you said, Justin earlier, this is a way for people to find maybe new music they like. Maybe just it, maybe it, it not definitely... Tyler the Creator. But... No, that is not. No, I will if I could. You know, exercise that from my Spotify playlist uh, so it never shows up again. I would, but um, yeah, no, I appreciate like Radiohead's not a band I've listened to probably. I don't know, close to a decade. I haven't really listened mm-hmm. to any of their stuff. Um, so it was nice to dive back into that, you know, because there's there's a few songs I like of theirs. But, uh, yeah, I, I I appreciate the concept, and that was a success. So I'm yeah. on board. We'll have to do it again. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, that concludes the podcast. If you are still listening to us or watching us or doing whatever you are doing while we discuss, I don't, I don't know if that took a turn there, but uh, – Russell Vince, thank you for for filling in for Greg. We appreciate it. Hope you had a good time. Hey, always have a good time. But uh, you know, like I said, I hope I was able to hold up Greg's end here tonight. Of course. Hey, everybody! An old man's talking. <laughs> that button's gonna break pretty soon, Vinny. You better yeah. be careful. Yeah, don't wear it out. Don't um, wear it out. <laughs> but yes, uh, like always. Um, I guess before we wrap up, Vinny, you got any other parting words? Anything else you need to share before we wrap up? I will say that I heard the White Sox have lost eight of their last ten openers in the series. So if you're trying to bet on the White Sox, bet against them in the opener of their series, and you'll probably make some money. All right. Well, on that note, uh, that does it for the podcast. We will be back with episode 66 next week. Um, So start thinking of your athletes that you want to mention again you can find us on youtube.com slash baseball and whatever twitter uh at baseball and what email us baseball and whatever gmail.com we are on all your podcast apps of choice and and most importantly leave us a voicemail we want to hear from you or text us at 1-913-808-3278 that number again is 1-913-808-FARTS all right well we will be back next week with more tomfoolery and fun and i will try and break the rules to get Vinny pissed off at me again here on baseball and whatever take care everybody have a good night see you guys go bears
Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.